Welcome to the Halloween Unleashed Podcast. And now, here are your hosts for the week. Welcome everyone to Halloween Unleashed, and I am your host, Chris Morgan. And this week we are going to do the Phoenix. Uh, we were scheduled to record this um, Sunday, uh, Sunday, September 13th. Uh, with Aaron Bass. He is not here. Um, so I'm recording this on Monday, the 14th, um, for a release at some point this week. I had to get the episode out this week. Um, I'll follow up with him, figure out what happened, but uh, I know he's had a lot on his plate. Uh, a lot of it's private, so I'm just going to leave it as that. Um, that's not my place to tell his personal business. So I uh, just want to. Go ahead and throw out uh, my love and support for him and uh, hope everything is well. Uh, but this week we are going to jump into the Phoenix, but before we do that, I uh, want to go ahead and throw out our social media channels. Uh, you can reach the podcast directly over at anchor.fm forward slash Halloween Unleashed. That's where uh, the podcast app, um, I... I try to sway people away from using that only because it, it is a little clunky um, when replaying stuff and I'm not trying to talk down about our um, about our podcast host but uh, you know as far as like it, it is fantastic for everything that is like distributing podcasts ease of use everything that I love about anchor is absolutely true. Um, it's just when you do the replay type stuff, um, if you have to stop, which a lot of people do, it's really hard to get back to where you left off. So I typically say, Hey, we are available on over 10 platforms and you, you might want to use those. We are available on uh, breaker, Google podcasts, Apple podcasts, overcast, pocket cast, radio, public, Spotify, stitcher, and iHeartRadio, and so many more. So, um, if you guys want to use that, uh, use anchor, have at it. But, uh, I just wanted to throw out that we are available on over 10 platforms. So, uh, definitely, uh, definitely check those out. You know, uh, I prefer iTunes, uh, or Apple podcasts for any of my podcast listens just because of the ease of use. Once you've subscribed to the podcast, it automatically downloads when there's a new episode. So therefore you never miss another episode, which is fantastic. So, um, a lot of people been asking me how my neck's doing, um, how my dad's doing, um, I'm just going to go ahead and throw this out there. Uh, my neck is an ongoing issue. It, it is, it's a degenerative problem. It will continue to get worse, but I'm doing all that I can to make it bearable. Um, it's uh, since early August, it's been uh, extremely painful, but uh, I got about 50% mobility back, which I said, I think last week and uh, which is, which is good, but it's uh, it's nowhere near to where I can start throwing out a bunch of stuff. I've had a lot of people say, hey, I see that you're working on masks uh, again. I'm working on them sparingly. I mean, if you notice, like before, I was going ex- extremely hard, um, getting out three, four, and five a week, and that's not, that's not going to happen 
anymore, period. It's just, um, I can't, I can't do that consistently. And, you know, all the little bit of the side stuff that I'm able to achieve, I'm not able to, um, make it worth it because then all of my stuff goes into therapies and getting my neck back to where I get back to doing three, four and five a week. Those that continue to reach out and ask me, um, when's my spot up? 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 And it's just, it's a continuous thing about once I've answered the question, I'm simply not going to respond. I know there's going to be a few people that think that this message is about them. If you're one of those people, sure. All right. But this is just a blanket statement for anyone out there. I've already thrown it out on the, um, on, on that episode where I talked about, uh, my injury that if you can't wait and be patient and just let me get to it when I can, then let me know. I would be happy to refund your, your deposit and you can move along. Uh, I'll be happy to pour up a blank and send it to one of the artists of my choosing. Um, but you reaching out, asking me the same question over and 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 over again is not going to be good for me. I am going to end up snapping. I am going to get pissed off uh, because I feel like I've already answered it. And then once I've answered it three or four times, I'm done. Okay. At this point, you continue to ask. I'm just going to simply refund and say, there you go. I don't want to hear any more about it. I'm done. So um, it's not a negative thing. It's just, you know, I feel like after a podcast, after direct messages, once the question has been answered, once you've been addressed, um, I need to be left alone at that point. Let me know what you decide and then we'll go from there. Um, want to thank each and every single one of you that have become sponsors of the podcast. You can do that on our uh, anchor.fm forward slash Halloween Unleashed. Um, you can uh, set up a distribution deal to where you are a um, a supporter of the podcast for as little as $5 a month. That will keep this show completely ad-free so that we're not reading Blue Chew ads or you know, Manscaped or any of the other various, uh, Separatech or any of the other various male genital products that I've read in the past. So if you're one of those that when those come on, you just cringe and go, Ugh, I really don't want to hear that. You can do so for a little as $5 a month, uh, as much as $10 a month. So you can do either one. Um, the show is absolutely uh, free for you to listen to. It always has, always will be. But if you want to help us out so that we don't have to get ads coming in all the time and link up with sponsors to keep the lights on and you enjoy listening to the podcast and you enjoy the subjects but don't really enjoy the ads, uh, you can contribute for as little as $5 a month. That's, uh, what is that, like a $1.25 a week for... Um, your entertainment. That's not bad at all. Um, I feel like it's the 1950s on that, on that uh, budget. But um, question I want to know from each and every one of you, and you could, you know, maybe I'll make a, a, a thread in the group, but um, you know, what's everybody going to do during the off season? You know, do you want me to try and do some throwback Thursdays to keep content coming in for you? 
um, so that uh, people that are just figuring out about the show they can they can still hear it. Um, because season three is going to be, uh, you know, after October 25th, which we'll talk about in just a moment, um, uh, after October 25th, you know, there's going to be a good couple, two to three months where there's going to be no Halloween unleashed. You want me to try and, you know, sneak in some throwback Thursdays once, maybe twice a month, uh, to help keep content out there. Um, because, uh, I feel like we've done such a great job building this audience over the last two years especially in season two want to once again thank sandy johnson uh want to thank marion singh marion hagan and daniel ferens for uh being guests on our show we're already lining up some guests for season three um some artists that you guys know that you haven't heard the name of in a long time um, I'm working on trying to get them on the show and we're just trying to work out dates. So that's going to be cool. A little bit of a different, uh, tidbit for season three. Now, uh, about the season finale, you heard last week, each week, um, we are going to throw out two, three songs, uh, per segment and you have to write down the artist, the name of the song and the movie that it appeared in. And if it appeared in multiple movies, just pick the one that you heard it in and fine. Not a big deal. It's going to be uh, 80s and 90s movies. So, um, you know, today is going to be no different. We're going to break for segments uh, throughout the Phoenix episode. And then um, you'll be able to figure out, uh, write, like, just write them down um, on October 25th during the season finale live show, um, I'm going to open it up the phone lines and say, all right, we're, it's time for us to give away a house of horror productions, UL 81. Uh, do you have your list over the last several weeks of every song that appeared in Halloween unleashed and the movie that it appeared in and the artist. And if you get all of them, correct first, it's going to be a race. If you get them all correct first and you're the first to call in and get them all correct, you're going to win a $350 mask that will be on your doorstep by Halloween. So happy Halloween to each and every one of you. We also have official Halloween Unleashed shirts um, available. Um, thanks to Greg Rawls and Just Right Printing. Um, you know that they do a spectacular job. We have the uh, Marianne Hagen poster shirt still available. We have the uh, Halloween Unleashed logo shirt with the H1 pumpkin on there with the two butcher knives. We have that available. Um, and we also have a, a couple of others. We're also working on hats and trying to get hats uh, from him as well. Um, I know I brought up, a, I was asked about this and I know I'm, I'm covering a lot of stuff because I haven't been able to cover it the last several weeks. So this is, I'm sorry for the long intro here, but uh I've been asked about, hey, are you ever going to get that text program set up? Is the website ever going to be done? The answer is yes. Um, but with everything that's been going on with my dad and, you know, being uh, low staff due to COVID, um, you know, they're, you know, first and foremost, um, our, our, our customer base that is paying for the tech service that is, uh, you know, that has a website with my marketing company, they're going to get first right of refusal always um, because they, they keep, uh, they keep my mortgage paid. 
Um, <clears throat> but we are still working on it. And uh, that, that I'm hoping that if we don't have it by season two, it will be open for season three. So things have been running a little slower because of that. And also, um, I could get in and do it, but to be honest with you guys, I am with my dad quite a bit. Um, it's at a point now where um, his wife can't get him up out of bed by himself or by herself anymore. Um, so I've got to do that. Um, I've got to care for, to get him in and out of the bathroom. Um, it, it, and it, it's it's getting it's getting scary. Um, it's getting to the point where it is extremely sad to watch it's extremely scary he doesn't know who i am anymore that's how far it's advanced um he calls me that guy and he doesn't even know who that guy is and uh he thinks my son is me when i was little uh, that's okay you know i have videos of him over the last couple of years where he's you know i did a legacy video of him and i'm so thankful i did it I did a legacy video with him and his uh, brother and his sister, and um, there's a segment on there where I got to talk with him one-on-one, -on -one and I got every feeling that he's ever had about me in one shot. So I know how he feels, and that's that's the important thing. Um, I'm it. It sucks that a man that is such an amazing dude that this is going to be the end of his story. It really sucks. It's not fair, but it's the hand that we were dealt and this is what we're going to do. And we're going to navigate the waters the best we can. We're going to try to make uh, things as, as good as we can for him. Um, it just sucks. It really sucks. But um, anyway, um, want to thank all of you for asking questions and if i haven't gotten back because i just figured i would throw out a blanket everybody could listen to it so um anyway we're going to break for this segment and then we'll be back with the phoenix episode this is the halloween unleashed podcast All right, welcome back. I hope you uh, were able to jot that down and um, you were able to get it. Um, I love being able to do stuff like this. Um, it makes things fun and interactive, and I'm excited. This week, we, we are talking about the Phoenix. It's been on the polls. You guys had, had voted for it at one point, and it's taken a while to get here, but we are here, and... Uh, the Phoenix concept, um, I had to be reminded of this. Uh, Matt McKay was technically the first person to ask me to do a type of Phoenix, not the Phoenix that everybody knows and loves. And uh, Matt had a very specific uh, look in mind. And uh, he called it the blonde nightmare because it was done off of a nightmare <clears throat> mask. And then um, he ended up selling his, I don't know when he got his from a different artist way back when, before I was ever doing masks, he, he got, because uh, the nightmare's been out since 02, so he got it way back when, and when I was producing the nightmare, which turned into, which I renamed to the Night Stalker, he, uh, he asked me if I would be willing to do, to do a blonde nightmare 2.0, basically. 
And I didn't really understand it. I didn't understand the concept. He said, it's kind of like a take on the H3 with blonde hair. And I was like, okay. And he said, yeah, I, I kind of want it extremely dirty. Like he's been through a fire, but full head of hair blonde. And so I didn't really understand the concept because in my mind, I'm thinking, well, if he's been through the fire, wouldn't the hair be burnt off or whatever? But I was like, sure, no problem. You're the customer. You paid me to do a custom. I'll do whatever you want. And so that's kind of how that started. I guess when that was seen, um, a guy that I no longer talk to that is part of the site that shall not be named that now attacks me for, you know, or did at one point. I don't know if he still does because I don't follow him anymore. But a guy, um, he goes by the name Myerstat on the site that shall not be named. Um, and his real name on Facebook is Randy Stempulski. Um, he reached out because he had an order coming up and uh, asked if I'd be willing to do kind of like a take on Matt's idea. But um, he wanted his with uh, just mostly burnt off hair and just loose strands, almost, almost like a Jason, like loose strands of hair here and there coming off the mask and welts and boils and different things from the latex bubbling and uh, what have you. I said, sounds fun. He wanted the cooked in burnt tear or burnt blood tears um, where it was like, like it had almost stained the mask and the blood had burned off. So that was fun to do. Um, obviously, he wanted it really like uh, really charcoaly, like he's really been through a fire. And uh, I said, I don't know how this is going to come out, but I'm going to do the best I can for you. And it ended up turning out really, really cool. And um, he took it to um, Monster Mania and met Dick Warlock. Dick Warlock tried it on. Loved the concept. Absolutely was all about it. Um, and uh, I talked to Dick a couple times about potentially doing one for him. And uh, I forget what happened. I think the Night Stalker got shut down before I was able to do one for him. And it just never came to fruition. I lost touch with them, etc. So, but that's how the original Phoenix was born. And it's funny because as soon as like Matt's was done, then then Randy's came, and then another guy uh, reached out and asked for an H3 Phoenix concept um, as well. But he wanted his with the Kirk color hair, not the bright blonde Tramer blonde hair. He wanted his with Kirk color and he wanted his just like Randy's, but a full head of hair. So I'm like, okay, we keep going back to bald, not bald, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, we were doing all these concepts and I kept saying, I'm like, no, I'm like, this mask would be like the, like the neck would be burnt off. This would be fused. You would see skin fused to the mask and burnt through and melted onto the mask and all this stuff. And so I started having my own thoughts and ideas about what we could do with this concept. And um, before we move on to that, I've had a lot of people ask, and I think it's even in the question, how the Phoenix name was, what does the Phoenix even mean? How did that name even come up? Um, You're listening to Halloween Unleashed. A fight to survive!
so how how it really came up was you know after lo- living for several centuries uh in the arab in the arabian desert it would be consumed by fire and rise from its own ashes uh in this cycle repeating every 500 years and you know that's kind of that's kind of like 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 the like the name like the meaning behind of it so if you think about it it's consumed by fire which myers was at the end of h2 and then it rises from its own ashes um the phoenix name came with it um a phoenix again is a mythological bird that's uh cyclically regenerates and is otherwise born again i mean if you think about it in that concept if you go through the fire rise out of the ashes just like the phoenix you know and reborn and regenerated so that's kind of how the name came about i didn't come up with it randy actually said you know let's call it let's call it the rise of the phoenix and i said i love it i understood it i got it and it was it was great so that's how that that was that was born and as they continued to go on um you know i did them on a jtk i did them on a v75 which i'll talk about that in just a moment um i did one on on an original ghost not a ghost 78 that everybody knows today but the original ghost that we covered on a episode if you go back into the archives um it's all there but i did one on um on the ghost the original ghost and i haven't done one since the v75 uh to my best knowledge now the v75 version was the one used in my Halloween H35 film. Um, it, again, if you look at the entire H35 movie, it was like a like an hour and 10 minute commercial of WMP masks, <laughs> uh, which is pretty funny. But, uh, you know, we, we kind of recreated a fire sequence or an explosion where um, uh, the shape would get consumed by fire or an explosion and um then he would come back and what would that look like so um i did all the burnt marks like you know kind of reminiscent h4 through h6 with all the burn marks all over him i went all the way up the neck and um i incorporated the phoenix concept into that look and it was um what I did was, is I kind of cut half of the neck off and then I made little appliances to make it look like the latex was dripping. And as it dried, it fused to the shape's neck and there's these long dangly things in the front. There's pictures of it on this Phoenix episode. If you go in and look, I mean, it's halfway fused and you can see like melt melted latex kind of fuse with the neck that's what i wanted to show i also wanted to show different parts of it like where uh we saw in um at the end of h2 where we saw the fire coming through the eye holes through the nose through this this and that i wanted to show different holes being created from the bursts of flames coming through the mask different welts um there's only a few strands of hair left and you know the blood tears again cooked into that so the original concept that randy came up with i kept 
and um, the ears were burnt off and what's left of the ears is melted, folded over third degree burn uh, skin now fused with that, you know, melty latex across the ear. So it looks pretty nasty and gnarly and bloody and burnt. Um, and that was kind of my, my concept. And then what ended up, um, what ended up happening with that was, um, you know, uh, the Marcus Dunstan project that I've talked about in extensive detail that Dan Farron's got me involved with, with Marcus and, and or Marcus Dunstan, however, and, uh, Malik Akkad was, they were going to do a, um, a follow-up to Halloween two with Halloween returns. And that was going to be the 2015 film. It never got off the ground, obviously, but it was going to be a post Halloween two follow-up 30 years after Halloween two. Um, and they were going to keep the same mask. And I was like, cool. You know, I already have a burnt concept sent that to Malik. Malik absolutely loved it, dug it, wanted me to develop it. Um, and that's what I was working on. Um, ended up never coming to fruition. And then, um, when I reached out and we got back in contact in, uh, 2017 for the, um, how for the Halloween 2018 film that I always, I was so close to getting the job. Um, I took the sculpt in that I had developed and that was the one, um, and I finished it off and sent them a, a proto copy, uh, which they still have to this day. But I also said, Hey, if, uh, if you do a follow up to this film, here's, uh, here's that concept that we were going to do for the Marcus Dunstan film with the, with the Phoenix basically. And it's, you know, you've heard me mention lightly on a few episodes that, you know, they stole my concept for Halloween kills. Well, Malik's had this concept for several years and uh, now Halloween kills is coming out and they're doing like a half burnt mask. I should tell you something. Um, I, I look at it as a form of flattery because uh, copying is a form of flattery. So thank you um, for liking my concept that much. But moving forward here, um, I haven't done a Phoenix since, uh, since the H35 film as far as I can recall. I may have done the ghost one in 2014 for Kevin King. I cannot remember, to be honest with you. I may have done that in 2013 and then done the, and then did the H35 one right after that. I don't know. It was right around the same time, but, uh, regardless, uh, either the original ghost Phoenix or the H35 is the last one. It's just, I cannot recall, uh, which one was made first. Uh, but yeah, that's the, that's, that's the story of the Phoenix um, on how it was created. Um, I'm going to break here. And then uh, when we come back, we'll get into some questions. You're listening to Halloween Unleashed. And we'll be right back.
All right. So when uh, this was voted on, I asked for questions, comments. Um, Rick Ramby, I, I'm, I'm going to go through each group here. Rick Ramby um, threw out. Those were killer, Meng. Appreciate it. Um, Andrew Peters says, how did you create the melting effects? Was it heat involved in the creation? No, because if you if you actually melt latex, um, you could speed up. It's like the same reason you don't sit it out in the sunlight for long periods of time and storing it. It will eventually break down the components in the latex, dry rot, and, and now it's worthless. So um, it was all done through special effects and um, different things that I created. And I'm not going to share those because... Those are the things that uh, trade secret that I came up with. Uh, Alexander Wilkins uh, asked, would this be something that would be easier or more difficult to take good pictures of? That's a great question. Um, I always had good luck. I guess it would be harder because the much like it's, it's really hard to take a decent weathered mask out into the sunlight and take good pictures of it or turn the flash on your camera and take good pictures of it. Much can be say, said of the Phoenix where you still have to play with light and dark uh, very carefully and it can be a little tricky um, because it is so dark and charred looking that it, it can be difficult uh, because you have the opposite of light. You have really, really dark. Now it's not totally dark, but it might as well be. Um, I should say it's not black, but it might as well be because I mean, that's how much light is absorbed into that mass because of, you know, it's a very faint yellowed brownish white um, that is connected with a black tone underneath. Um, so there's not a lot of light colors in that, in that mask at all. So yes, it, it can be, more difficult to take um, decent pictures of it. Brady uh, Brady asks, how many did you produce? Was it a long process to make? Was it its own mold with the melting effects? If not, what mold was used to convert, if that makes sense? All great questions. I'll start with the first one. How many did you produce? I don't know. Um, handful, two handfuls maybe at most. Uh, was it a long process to make? Yes, it was. Um, was it its own mold with the melting effects? No, I created all the melting effects by hand and because each one was custom, each one was different. So it had to start off with a normal, regular Kirk conversion and I had to do the rest myself. Uh, what mold was used to convert, if that makes sense? Pretty much every Kirk that I converted at the time um, pretty much had a phoenix of some sort. Uh, Austin Burt wants to know how many masks were melted before you guys found the right one, or did you have an idea and went with it and, and hope for the best? Um, I sort of answered that, but I not really. Um, didn't melt, uh, no masks were melted in the process. It was just kind of like, how can we create this with a special effect? to give the same effect and it was just kind of trial and error. And to be honest with you, um, since the first one that was made, which was for Matt McKay was just a lot of weathering. It's like, okay, well we did that successfully. Now, how can we add on to it? And it just started, started 
morphing from there, you know, and it just, uh, you know, as Bob Ross, the painter would say, there was no, um, there's no mistakes. There's only happy accidents. And this was just one big happy accident after another. And it just kept evolving from that point. Um, and he says, or did you just hope for the best? Yeah, we just hope for the best. We just hope that whatever it started with Randy, whatever Randy had in his head, I hope that I could achieve it. And, um, according to him, I knocked it out of the park. So good, good on us, I guess. Uh, Michael Bitterman says, will you share the backstory of this mess? Goddamn pal. Um, I think I just did. Um, Matt Reed asks, will you do another? Um, it's always, it's always open. It's always on the table. Just nobody's asked. Um, Phil Colvin says I've asked. Um, I guess I'll get to the other set of questions because they were, they were between two different groups. Maybe he asked in another group, but, um, as far as, asking for that mask. I don't remember him asking, but maybe he did. And I'm just having a brain fog. Um, Phil Colvin says, how many different versions of the Phoenix did you do? JTKs, ghost, etc." Um, well, the original one, the original few were done on a night stalker. Then it morphed into the JTK, then the V 75 and then the original ghost. Um, so pretty much everything I did, uh, mold wise from 2011 to 2014, and then I haven't made another one since. Um, let's break for this. And then while I get to the other group, so you don't hear me clicking in the background and we'll get one more song in and then we'll come back, get to the rest of the questions and then we'll wrap this puppy up. So keep listening to Halloween Unleashed. We'll be right back. You got the touch. You got the power. We're back on Halloween Unleashed, and this is the final segment. We're over now. Um, I just answered all the questions from the Halloween Unleashed podcast page. Now we're on the MMMC. For those that don't know what that is, Michael Myers Mass Collectors, we are over there. I uh, want to go ahead and now um, jump into these questions. Matt McKay was the first one. He says, idea spawned after I had you do that blonde nightmare, right? And... The reason I threw his story in at the very beginning, I just want to go ahead and throw out until he said this, I had totally forgot about it because when I think of the Phoenix, I think of the burns and all that stuff. Wasn't thinking of the blonde nightmare that spawned the idea to take it a step further with the Phoenix with Randy. So I, I responded to him. I said, Randy was next after you and he customized it, but yes. And uh, Matt McKay says, yes, Randy was the one who wanted it all burnt up. So that backs up that story. Mike Lampkin asks, how did this concept come about? It's one of the most badass masks I've ever seen. You know, the man right there, Matt McKay, started it all. Uh, Sean Bowling asks, 
Uh, dude, I love it. Looks awesome. I'm a sucker for concept masks. This combined with the famous Sam McCain half burn mask inspired me. After seeing them for the first time, I knew I wanted to do a burn concept mask before I even started working with masks way before. Um, well, I'm, I'm really glad. Uh, I love concept masks too. I love breaking the monotonous, um, you know, make it as close to the screen, use mask as possible stuff. Um, I love it. So yeah. Um, Brady commented on this one, didn't ask a question, but just made a comment, said that this would have been the perfect H3 mask. I agree. Would have made the perfect, uh, Halloween kills mask too. <laughs> Uh, Paul Fitzgerald says, I remember seeing this before I ever started collecting or anything of that nature and thought it was so cool. Funny how it's your piece, Chris. Simple question though. Where did the name come from? Uh, just answered that, uh, Greek mythology and, um, all that. So Donnie Bowen says, this is incredible looking. Thank you very much. Uh, he also follows up to that. The Phoenix is a bird that comes out of the fire. If I'm not mistaken, perfect concept. Yep. I just uh, stated that it's uh, regeneration and uh, basically being reborn out of the ash of the fire. Karen Vick says, wow, amazing. Eric Hofer says, uh, how did the paint scheme come about? I know it's following H2 and it being burnt, but were you trying to go for an accurate depiction of what the fire scorching would do to it and such? That's a great question. That will be the last question on this. So an overall 20 questions on uh, a concept. I, I do appreciate everyone that asked. Um, and I'm going to spend a few minutes on this. How the paint scheme come about? It was um, originally, like I said, based off of a nightmare that, uh, that Matt McKay had done with uh, uh, platinum blonde hair and blood tears and really intense yellowing and weathering. So I already knew I was going that concept. And when I, when I was thinking about how the H2 mask had yellowed um, from 1978 to 81, I'm thinking, all right, so if we're doing post Halloween two, it's been in a fire, it's going to discolor even more and it's going to go darker. And then there's charcoal and ash and soot and all that stuff. I mean, if you ever looked at a, anything um that's been burnt anywhere it's like this you got the soot and the blackness and the char and then you can see some faint colors of the what it what it was before it was burnt that was kind of my thought process going into it so i was like okay cool i can just kind of take matt's concept add more soot to it maybe go lighter on the paint scheme um, of the yellowing paint scheme to make it look like there's hints of it peeking through the char and it, it worked to perfection. So uh, that's how the paint scheme came about. It's just kind of thinking about how the mask was already starting in real life to age and how it would kind of morph at that point. Um, when it says trying to go for an accurate depiction of what the fire scorching would do to it and such, I mean, yes and no. Um, you got to understand WMP was very, very, very custom back then. And there's a lot of people that have said you never charged enough for your intense customization. People were right. Uh, there's, I mean, you look at my prices back then 
for, you know, the, I mean, first of all, the cost of latex, the cost of hair, you know, the cost of doing business period was much lower than it is in 2020. So things, things are naturally going to go up every year cost wise. But when you add a complete custom, custom job on top of it, going outside of and breaking the script of what you've normally done. And now you're going outside of that and customizing it completely to the customer's vision. I mean, you want to talk about adding layers upon layers and labor and time on top of that. I was charging the same price and I wasn't, I wasn't getting paid extra for my labor, which, you know, you take, you take your car to just to point out, because people are going to hear that they're going to say, Oh, this guy's just all about the money. No, it's not what I'm saying. If you go into a, to a car place, you know, to get a new set of tires put on, if you stick with you with your stock tires and rims, you know, it's going to be a flat rate because that's readily available. But if you start saying, Hey, I want these specialized rims, uh, with this custom paint on it. And I want this type of a tire, this type of a tread. Is your price going to stay the same or is it going to go up? It's going to go up. So I was doing all this customization for these customers and not asking for any more. And I should have because the labor, what you're asking me to do is going to take a lot more time and a lot more time was spent on it. So therefore, um, it was just kind of one of those things where I should have made a little more and I didn't. Um, but you live and you learn. I'm not mad about it. You know, people still nine years after the fact are still talking about it and asking questions about it. So I look at it this way. Um, got my name out there with a concept. Great thing. Um, that's all the questions I have. If anybody has any follow-ups you can ask, um, I'll be happy to answer them on the next episode. Um, a lot of people have been asking, you know, uh, me privately and I haven't really answered it. Um, first and foremost, if you message me, and I don't respond, chances are I'm, I'm not ignoring you. Just understand I've got a lot on my plate right now uh, with everything that's going on. And if I plan on just answering it blank, blanketedly on a podcast, I'm just going to save it for that. So don't think I'm, I'm mad or anything. Um, I do have a lot on my plate. Um, next thing I will say, there's a lot of people that message me pretty regularly Again, if you've done this, this isn't towards you specifically. It's just it's happening a lot, and this is a blanket statement. A lot of people are messaging me, asking me, hey, you know, you work with Rick Ramby. He's not returning my message. First of all, I'm not Rick's secretary. Um, there's times he doesn't get back to me right away, okay? And I'm one of his best friends. Dude has a life. He, he does. And I don't want to speak for him. I'm just kind of letting you know, he has a life outside of this hobby. He works full time. He's a full time father. He travels a lot. He does a lot of things that have nothing to do with Michael Myers. Like Michael Myers is not his life and he loves it and he wishes he could do more of it, but he doesn't have the time. So 
to sit around and go back and forth on Facebook. He just kind of disconnects himself. And I commend him for that, by the way. Um, there's times I wish I could, but I, I don't. And I wish I was more like him um, in that respect. So you don't need to message me to get in touch with him. Um, just be patient. He'll get back to you. If um, he hasn't read your message and you guys aren't connected on Facebook, chances are it's in his message request. Maybe he hasn't seen it. Maybe comment on one of his posts and let him know that you message it. And when he gets around to it, he'll, he'll, he will message you back. He's not an a-hole. Um, second of all, I said this last week. I want to repeat it. I am a mod in two places. I'm um, I'm a mod on the HMMAT group, Horror Movies, Mass, and Toys with Kevin King. I'm approving members. That's it. Over on MMMC, Michael Myers, Mass Collectors, with B-Man Jim, Ryan Vermillion, Hunter Hood, and Matthew Gross. I am approving members. That's it. Why people get kicked, why they get banned, why they get booted, you know, why was my post deleted, why was this and that and all this other stuff, I want no part of that shit. None. And that was the agreement that I had when I came back to the mod team on both of those things. I don't need all the extra things. So I appreciate the fact that you trust me enough to reach out and ask me. But guys, if you want your direct answer, go to the other mods because chances are I didn't boot you. I didn't delete your post. I don't know why unless I was asked specifically. So my point is stop messaging me about it. Go there and ask them. Um, other than that, I uh, for the rest of this month, I may do something until we can get back uh, into the rhythm of things. It's going to be probably pretty much me for the most part, unless something comes up where I can pull somebody in uh, and do and do uh, an episode kind of like I did with Chad last week. It was kind of like an impromptu thing. It was our first time together. And a lot of people reached out and said it was, it was great. So I do appreciate that and appreciate the feedback. It was kind of thrown together. We weren't planning on doing that and we just did it. Um, I want to do something with Hannah at some point. I want to do something with Matthew Gross at some point. I want to do something with, with other people at some point. Um, and it just may be one of those things where I'm rolling solo on certain things for the next uh, few weeks till we get to the season finale because of my schedule and when I can record. I mean, you guys, you guys follow this as a weekly show. And when we miss a week, it, it takes a toll on you. And I do appreciate the loyalty and the respect that you have for what we've built here. Um, so my commitment to you is to honor what I've set out. This is a weekly podcast unless we're in the off season. Um, but think about, think about that as far as, uh, off season goes, maybe doing a couple throwback Thursdays once, twice a month, just to keep content out there for you guys. Um, I also enjoy the ask anything episodes. I love those, uh, because it opens up an opportunity instead of spending a whole lot of time on a subject, maybe we can get 
10 questions for this episode and 10 questions for the next episode. It kind of helps break things up a little bit and talk about more things in a, in a broad scope, which is great. Uh, but it's going to be kind of one of those things. And I know that, you know, we were talking about September 29th uh, with Marianne and uh, doing the Halloween six uh, reunion uh, 25th anniversary. Uh, it's not looking good right now, guys. I'm just going to be honest with you. Um, now, if I reached out, and ask Marianne, she'd be down to do it, I'm sure. But with everything I got going on right now, it's I'm planning for the season finale being a live show, and that's it right now. Um, so that's why you haven't heard any more on the September 29th live episode. It's just, um, you know, when I had made that announcement, I didn't expect my dad to be this far down the road. Um, I really didn't. And it's uh, it's pretty hard. It's It's very, very, very hard. Um, and right now I'm not making any commitments. I'm making the October 25th one, uh, just because it's, it's, it's one of those things that, uh, that has to happen. Absolutely has to happen. Has been on the docket since, uh, the beginning of the season. I planned for this. Um, I have contingencies built in for that specific night. For the for the 29th, um, you're talking about arranging five or six different hosts all in one, building it up, getting it, um, getting it all together, coordinating it. And right now, um, I know this probably seems like a lame excuse, but I just I don't have it in me right now to to do it to the best of my ability. And if I can't, I'm not going to. Um, but things could change. It could be a, like a different version of it. It just may not be as big as we initially had talked about in June, but I'm rambling at this point. Um, we're going to do the best we can to finish out the season strong. It's been a great season and, uh, looking forward to, uh, dropping everything on October 25th, um, starting at 9 PM. If you have an RSVP, do that and um you know we'll see you on october 25th but we'll definitely see you next week or hear you next week on halloween unleashed i'm chris morgan on behalf of all of our co-hosts uh from brandon zachman to brandon duran to aaron bass to um to chad morphus last week we thank each and every one of you for making this all possible and everyone be safe and just be kind to one another have a good week. Thanks for listening to Halloween Unleashed. Be sure to download, rate, and subscribe anywhere you download your podcasts. From Apple, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio. And then join our social media channels at our official Facebook page at facebook.com slash groups slash Halloween Unleashed. On Instagram at Halloween Unleashed. And on Twitter at HWeen Unleashed. Be sure to share our episodes in your horror groups on your timeline and on Instagram. We'll be back next week with an all-new episode of Halloween Unleashed.